Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers. Oh, that's a whole other story. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show right here on Main Street TV. Of course, Jennifer here to start off your TGIF Friday. We're going to party today. (laughs) And our guests forgot the Bloody Marys, or we would have really partied. (laughs) Yeah, where are the Bloody Marys, Scott? Didn't you know? No. Guests bring Bloody Marys uh, on Fridays. I wasn't informed of that. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 that might Rodney. be my fault. Rodney slipped on that one. Yeah, I, I'm, I dropped the ball on that one. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Well, we do have a special guest in the house today. And since Rodney's kind of uh, way up Porterhouse, if you don't know. That's, I don't know. Which that, one am I supposed me. to call you? Yeah, uh, <laughs> hey, you. Uh, there you go. I remember Rodney. So. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rodney cool. back in the day. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah that, I have two different personalities, I guess, in, in the world out here. You know, in the motorcycle world, I'm Rodney. And here in the radio, I'm Porterhouse, yes. or here locally, I guess, I'm Porterhouse. But, uh, well, here on Main Street TV, you're Llewellyn, aren't you? Yeah, I'm your, twi- I'm your, your sister, yes. <laughs> That's, That's a whole other story. A whole other story. <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyway, Scott is uh, kind of motorcycling royalty whenever you think about it. I know. We're it. kind of like all like freaked out. We have royalty in the house this morning. <laughs> he is uh, actually uh, a member of the American Motorcyclists Association Hall of Fame. Woo-hoo! As well as a two-time Grand National Cross Country Champion. And that's just probably a short list of uh, some of your accomplishments, huh, Scott? Yeah, I, I had a good run. Um <laughs> I think I won like 41 national events, and uh, I did win the National Hair Scramble title twice, and then two Grand National Cross Country champions twice. So, so. There, there you go. So, I mean, yeah, so four, that is four insane. championships. Yeah. And you're here today. What, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's from Ohio. How did we pull this off? <laughs> but listen, see, that's not all, all the claim to fame that we have for Scott. See, Scott also has a son that is a... Uh, uh, a former 250 motocross champion and is currently one of the top motocross and supercross racers for Red Bull KTM as well. Aaron Plessinger, AP7, if you follow uh, extreme, uh, motor, uh, uh, extreme sports and motorcycle racing, uh, he is like one of the icons in the sport. So, I mean, wow. yeah. So, I mean, uh, Scott is... Uh, uh, he he kind of helped produce all that too, as well. Well, as thank all. you. We appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. No, he's he's doing great. Uh, he was just on Mav TV over the weekend, so um, he finished third at the Ironman National in Indiana. So. Yeah. So hey, uh, don't we have a video to kind of? I want you to get an introduction of yeah. what his his son has got. One of the greatest personalities in the sport of motocross and supercross. Love that. I mean, he he's one of those guys. He's got he's got the mullet. He's got the Dell Earnhardt mustache. Yes. When he when yes. he when he does win, like he won Daytona, he did it for Dale. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of those type of guys. Yeah. No, he's he's definitely a wild one. <laughs> and you produce that I'm, too. Yeah, huh? but no, no, I'm I'm kind of calm and quiet. He's totally the opposite. <laughs> it, it, he's de- definitely the other side. Of like, the but but everybody loves from? it, so it's it's really good. Good. <laughs> so we got that 
I think he's pulling that yep. up right you ready now. Ready for it? Yep. Yep. Right, Let's do go. it. Now, for those of you that don't know, that was Roger DeCoster, the awesome. team manager that stole his glasses there <laughs> at the very end. And Roger DeCoster is like one of the icons. He came, where, where did he come from? Like Austria or something Austria. like that? Well, yeah, because he, he raced. I, I don't know. I guess he's from Germany. Yeah, so, Germany yeah. maybe. Germany, yeah, he yeah. was a European star, and he came to the United States, and he was like one of the greatest stars of the 60s yeah. and 70s, and he's like built like amazing champions. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of like 60-some, 70 years old. Yeah. He steals Aaron's glasses. So he switched teams this year. Or, yeah, this year. So that was his intro into, into yeah. the new team. Love so, that. And, yeah. I mean – I just don't understand. Y'all are crazy, number one. Like like nuts. Like certifiably like crazy. Yeah, see, his stuff's a little different than what I did. I I had trees like 30, 30 or 40 inches apart, and you were... Yeah, Scott the, would race in the woods. 40 mile an hour through the trees. And tree. yeah. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Although I have to say I did that on a horse, so yeah. same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But... This is like leaping, flying through yeah. the air and yeah. stuff. Like that is crazy. How do you learn how to do that? Start at age five. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Start young. Just yeah. have no fear the whatsoever. You get, the older you get, the fear is more there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. These Agreed. kids today, they, it's it's hard to believe what kids are doing these days. And uh, and we were talking about it over on the radio side of things there a few minutes ago. Uh, you know, they, they start out on these things, uh, you know, uh, either – a Strider bike, which is foot powered and or uh, a Stasic, which is a battery powered machine without like, uh, it's just a balance bike is basically what it is. And okay. by the time these kids are three years old, they've already developed the skill for racing and the knowledge and the heart, hunger and the heart and the desire. So by the time they get to a motorized 50 CC motorcycle, at four years old, they're already competitive. I mean, we've got that kids, there's a kid at Loretta Lynn's that uh, the youngest kid to ever win a national championship out of Virginia this year, he was like just barely over five years old that just won oh. the national championship. Uh, and, and, How cute. Yeah. And and what's really cool is, is 
all that's going to be showcased that, that what we saw there, that kind of racing and stuff's going to be showcased this weekend at the Ross County Fairgrounds, Chili Town Motocross. It's a big Labor Day event weekend this weekend. Talk a little bit about it, Scott. Oh, well, wow. Um, Wait, yeah. you've, you've changed up motorcycles at the Ross County Fairgrounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it used, it used to be Harleys and stuff. Now, now, now we're going dirt bikes. So. <laughs> All right. This <laughs> might be a little more PG. Yeah. It's a lot more less, family friendly. A lot less X-rated than, <laughs> than yeah. the rodeos of the past. Anyway, go ahead. But anyways, yeah, we got... Um, Three great days of racing. Um, I think Saturday we'll, we'll start off with some practice in the morning, and then uh, we got uh, which we built a new Supercross track out there, which everyone hasn't really got to be on it yet because we had a national event. So, kind of a lot of the out of towners come in. So now it's more of a local event this weekend. So it's the prices are a little cheaper and stuff. A national event kind of tends to keep people away, the locals away. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so now, now on a local level, we got Supercross on Saturday. Um, it'll run from like one in the afternoon till probably eight 30, uh, Saturday night. And then we got two days of motocross racing on sun, Sunday and Monday. So, That's awesome. Yeah, so three, three days. I mean, it starts out with Supercross tomorrow on Saturday. Super cross. Super, super cross. I, I've, I've been schooled on this. Are you proud of me? <laughs> yeah. Super. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it, 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 like you said, it, practice gets at, underway at one thirty. So if you want to come over, uh, and, and watch tomorrow, uh, what's cool, you can come at any time and uh, right up until about eight 30, you'll get to see a variety of different racing from the little kids up to Aww, even the pro we'll have pro so class fun. riders there. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, last time we had uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had some really great racing. I mean, we had, like I say, up from 50 CC all the way up to four fifties and, um, some, they put on a good show and, I think everybody really liked it. So is your wild son going to be there? No, he is racing in Paula, California this weekend. Uh -huh. Aha. Yeah, so the, the final round. Final the round. Motocross series. Nice. So, yeah. He and his mullet. Him and his mullet. <laughs> and no sunglasses. <laughs> Did he get him back? Yeah, you got them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I want—I want to say question of the day. Something yeah. about so to kind of school people too as well. Yeah. If, if you if you were interested in that and you thought, oh, I didn't realize people from Ohio, but uh, uh, Aaron and Scott—they're from over around the Cincinnati area, so uh, they are Ohio riders and and, and 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 racers. But the thing about it is, Scott is obviously one of the greats from Ohio. There's no doubt about that. Sure. But, on the motocross side of things, Aaron is the highest achieving rider and racer ever to come out of the state of Ohio. So, I mean, he is basically, that right there is Ohio's greatest motocross racing that star. That is to the, awesome. Today, believe it or not. So. so, does it make you mad that he passed you by? Yeah, he's... He's two championships <laughs> behind me, though. So. Uh -oh. oh, now it's on. Yeah. We, I, got, we I, got, the I got 41 national event wins, so uh, he's, he's got like a few it. more to catch up. Okay, we'll hold him to that. Huh? He, he's only 26, so he's got a few he, more years. He's go. got a couple of years yeah. left in him, huh? I bailed out at 30, so he's got... He's got a little bit to go. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and you know, what's really weird too, is that, you know, today's technology and the bikes, the way things are, it, it's crazy how people are racing later in, in into their thirties and into their mid thirties. Yeah. Nowadays, mm -hmm. people used to be at 25, you were washed up. Now, sure. 35, you're just starting to think about retiring. It seems like. Yeah. And the competition's a lot, it's, it's a lot deeper nowadays. Um, just because you got all these training facilities and stuff back 
back when I started. I mean, there was a few years ago. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we say here. Yeah. We never admit to being old. We just say a few <laughs> I rode, years ago. I rode with the Fred's. <laughs> front stone wheels and stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. Had to paddle your own, like, you know, your foot was the down. Original strider, right? <laughs> so these days, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it it's harder to win a championship now. So, I mean, sure. back, yeah. I mean. A few years there's, ago. There's Go 10 ahead. guys that can win now. And back yeah. back 20 years ago, there was probably three. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you had, like, Stuart and um, yeah. Carmichael and Reed. So, it's definitely a d deeper field now. Yeah, it, it's it's funny how technology has changed the sport of racing. And if you watched it before in the past, say, "Oh, that's pretty boring to watch." They just kind of chase each other yeah. around the race. It, it isn't like it's that. not like now. I, I mean, was, I can yeah, remember I Ricky Carmichael winning twenty four straight motos. <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it gets boring. Yeah. <laughs> same guy winning every same weekend. Same thing. I mean, it's not for the guy winning, but <laughs> well, how has technology changed with like the the bikes and stuff over the years? <sighs> I mean, it's way different. I mean, from the bikes that I've ridden, I mean, they're, they're majority of it's the same, but just it's a way, it's just a lot better. I would venture to guess, Scott, when you first started racing as a kid, what would have been like the late 70s, early 80s? Early like, 80s. Early yeah. 80s. And they were still doing a lot of the dual shock and maybe yeah. four to six inches of bike. First one I rode, actually, they just came out with a single shock, so. That was the first. That, that, that was and, 80, 82. And, and, that, yeah. and, and suspension has probably been the biggest technology. That's that, what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah like, because you used to have, what, like three to four inches of travel. Yeah, now you not, get. Yeah, now you got 13, 14 inches yeah, of travel. So, so it, what's that mean? It's like the suspension. Yeah, like, whenever so you, you watch. You the, hit bumps. You got like whenever you watch. The, oh, it yeah. bounces you watch more. Yeah, the supercross, like whenever they hit those bumps, the wheel yep. goes up. But the yep. bike kind of stays steady, but the wheel will go up and move up and down. And it creates a let let but that right there is probably one of the biggest things that so you it, got beat up a lot more is what you're saying yeah. it was I mean, it, was, it was, i'll be honest with you that. i'm gonna say it for him you had to be tougher in scott's day to race than what no you, it makes you, sense yeah but you have to be smarter to ride today i mean right. if that makes any sense yeah. i mean you can only go so fast so <laughs> well and that okay so that was what i was going to ask you like what what makes a winner you know like because everybody can have you know the bikes, they can't be all that different. Right. It's, I mean, a lot of it's your training program and a mental, you got to be mentally focused. And I would so. have to think that it's just like any other sport. You have to be, um, come up with this God, you know, you have a God given talent and it's yeah, something it takes, that was born within you. And then you perfect to that. Yeah. It's not everybody can jump on a motorcycle and go fast. I mean, you gotta, right. And, and honestly, believe it or not, it has motocross racing has been deemed, I think, the most physically challenging sport uh, there, that there yeah. is. You use almost every muscle well, that there is available in I, your body. Really. I'm watching him go over all those big hilly things and whatever you call those bumps. And um, I mean, it just looks like it's just beating you to death. Well, think yeah. about doing that for 30 solid minutes plus two for 35 yeah, minutes. He does it for like 35 minutes i, no I did it for three yeah. hours oh god <laughs> so that's where your mental part comes in you gotta be for it's just like nascar i mean you go yeah. around you run around 500 laps your brain's like just <clears throat> you gotta be mentally focused sure so, yeah and, and, and they're all tough sports i mean this one's just way brutal yeah. on your body yeah. I'd say and, so. and very very unforgiving i mean <laughs> Well, you, don't, you don't even have to be on the track sometimes, yeah. do you, Scott? No. Speaking no. of brutal on your body, I see a little bandage you've got on your hand there. Yeah, had a little accident three weeks ago. Was I wasn't riding a motorcycle; somebody else was, and I kind of 
stepped out and. Why did you stick your hand in front of the person riding the motorcycle? <laughs> that was not the plan. <laughs> I mean, were you like, she was oh, she's ride? Have <laughs> right. my thumb out. And... Well, at least you still got your thumb. Yeah. So he was like, you know, my hand's getting pretty heavy. I'd rather just have three fingers yeah. instead of five. So I'm just going to stick it out <laughs> in front of this mic, in front of this motorcycle, see what happens. No, nah, it just it was a it was a freak accident. Uh, I was picking a rock up off the track. Poor guy. <laughs> And just happened to having to step out in the wrong spot when a guy was coming by and just just took my fingers with him. If so. you're if you're in the group, if you're in if you if you think you can take it, Scott Plessinger is it on your it's on your personal page or is it on Chili Town MX page? Uh, it's on my personal. It's so on Scott Plessinger, yeah. uh, just follow him on Facebook. Look him up on Facebook the, and, and scroll down. Find the pictures. You'll have to uncover. To see, it's oh. an interesting. Uh, there's some interesting pictures of you yeah. and the ambulance. And yeah. then, like w within just a couple of days, he's back out at the racetrack. He's telling everybody what to do and how to I run know. the races. And now he's back he's... on the bulldozer and everything else. <laughs> You're nuts. Yeah. Just got to keep going. Can't can't stop. I guess I'm like wait, because I saw the bandage. I'm like wait, do you have no fingers? <laughs> it's like yep. <laughs> I'm like and oh my god, <laughs> what happened? But yeah, just literally tore yeah, half your took, hand off. Yeah, and I. That's what really messed it up. It, the fingers would have probably been able to been put back on, but the portion of my hand that got taken apart, it just mutilated it all, so there was nothing they could do with it. Oh, so. honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I tell you. It could have been worse. I mean, <laughs> literally, if I'd have stepped out a foot more, it, yeah, yeah, don't know what it could have done. Sure. Yeah, so. you know, Absolutely. I love it. Silver linings in every cloud out there, man. Yeah. Every, and, and you got to be like that. I mean, I've had multiple racing injuries and bounce back from them so um, it's definitely not <laughs> only guy i <laughs> know is new. like it's a, oh it's okay i've got half. I, i've thing. still I'm got going. the other half of my hand it's fine <laughs> i will say this uh when it, very early on in my announcing career whenever i first started announcing grand national cross-country racing scott was one of the biggest icons of the sport uh he was battling for championships and uh one of my most vivid memories um was in brownsville pennsylvania there was a race going on at a place called loserin park and i hear all of a sudden scott's got you know scott's crashed he's broke his arm he's broke his wrist he's in really bad shape and then the next thing i know they fly him out in a helicopter it was like one of the most tragic things that i've at that point had ever seen i mean that's one thing that always stuck out about yeah. me about scott so. oh man <laughs> so i got my second helicopter ride last like, three weeks ago i'll bet so. you did yeah. yeah so that was not not what i wanted yeah no. <laughs> but what you do want is uh, for people to come out this yeah week. yeah no, we got a great great facility ross county fairgrounds um and it's, it's family friendly. Yeah. You don't have to worry about. It. I mean, and, 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 <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't your uh, father's rodeo. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what. If those guys show up, we'll give them their own section yeah. out back someplace, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're welcome too. I mean, it, you know, bring bring the bring the family, bring yeah. bring the club out. I mean, if you've got a riding club or something, sure, come out, check it out. Supercross on Saturday, motocross all day on Sunday and Monday. Yeah, no, that's some great racing. We get we just built two new tracks, so everything's all nice and fresh. And um, yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk. Uh, yeah, two new tracks. Like, what do you spend? Like one hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars out there? Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, you I guys! Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking. You don't understand what kind of facility we've got yeah, out here at yeah. Chili Town. This no, is beautiful place. I mean, it's 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 amazing. What he's done with the track out there, the facility itself, it is a, a it's going to be a huge and iconic uh, place as far as motorcycle racing is concerned. That's awesome. Yeah, and we don't Thank just, you. just just 
this weekend isn't the only race we have. We we try to we got a it's called a Moto Mayhem. It's yeah, in October. It's this in October. Big, that's big, big. that's one of our bigger bigger they events. Like this a- this weekend kind of got thrown in there just because we had another track uh, drop out. So this one kind of got thrown in a few weeks ago. So well, we're just trying to build this one up to to build. Uh, the one in October up. So. Yeah, Moto Mayhem. You get like what fifteen hundred riders. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big event. Um, we had great success. It's it's awesome. our it's our Halloween race. So we have we do camper to camper trick or treating and um just like we do a bunch of different awards. Best. Do the riders and, get to dress up? Oh yeah, they, the riders are out there in their capes and stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's awesome to see them That's out there sweet. in their Batman cape. Flying around, so Superman. well, they should. They've earned that, yeah. I think. No, you know, it's, Superman. It's a huge event, so it's and and we just had a, a featured event several weeks ago that uh, was the first time for us here in Ohio. So that's that's something we're going to build off of, and um, we'll hopefully we'll be back on here promoting that. Very good. That'd be great. Okay, so a couple questions that I have from like the normal everyday person doesn't know what they're talking about. So. Uh, Chillicothe Fairgrounds. It's yeah. off 104, right? Yep. And so, like, if you want to bring the kids and the family, how much is it going to cost you? Do you have food and all that stuff on the ground so that, you know, mom and dad can feed the kids? Yeah. And- I mean, it, it gets cheaper as the day goes on. It's uh, like if you come in Saturday, it's $25 for adults, 20 for kids. And that gets okay. you that gets you in all weekend. So, oh, yeah, all three oh, days. That's yeah. all three days. Oh, okay. And it, it gets cheaper. Like if you just come Monday, it's 15 for the adults, 10 for kids. So, okay. But you can come all three days. That's um, awesome. Come and go get, as you come want. Come and go as you want. You'll get a wristband. You can come in and out. But, um, cool. Yeah. All yeah, right. That, and then you guys the have concessions. Yeah. And we stuff? have, we have, we have uh, great concessions. So uh, they come to every one of our races and Perfect. They have Mexican hey. food, uh, pulled pork, barbecue, just. Yeah, all kinds of good stuff. It's really good. Awesome. The spread is good, and and they've got camping available. What is it, $35? Yeah, $35 a night. I mean, full hookups. I mean, the facilities, it's really better than a campground. I mean, the only thing (laughs) we don't have is a lake or something like that. But you got got motocross. We got motocross, and that's better than fishing. And (laughs) supercross. Supercross, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, that all gets underway tomorrow at awesome. 1.30. Chili Town MX uh, on Facebook and ChiliTownMX.com on the, on, if you want to go yeah. to the. And James will put the link up there, I'm sure, for you so that you can just click on it. Yeah, we're doing some show. other stuff. Um, we got some festivities going on in the evening after racing. So oh, yes, yeah, so stick kinda, around. Yeah, we got some Stacey racing and some limbo stuff going on. So it should be. Yeah. And, and that's something that, yeah, to encourage. I mean, if you want to take the family out and get involved, I mean, mo- motocross families are very uh, easy families to get to know. I mean, everybody is out there for all the right things to have a good time, uh, fellowship and mingle. So it's sure. not hard to make friends no, at no, a motocross track. At if all. you drive through there, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome to drive through there at night because yeah. you got all these guys. I mean, they all camp next to each other and they, just all hang out and you'll go by one of them there'll be 20 30 people just kind of and and everyone welcomes you in as if they know you even if they don't know you it's it's amazing yeah it's a great great crowd it really is good all right very good awesome we'll come back and see us anytime (laughs) yeah it'd be fun get you up there all right Ooh, uh, can i ride around a motorcycle hey we can take you we can do whatever (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> boy, he's going to be sorry he said that. <laughs> Just give me the one that didn't cost very much money in case I total it or something. We'll get you in full gear. I'll, I'll pull a Paris Hilton and just wipe out in front of God, man, yeah, and We everyone. got a freestyle ramp out there, too. Actually, we had some freestyle stuff to at our big event uh, back in freestyle July. Freestyle, do backflips yeah, back oh, and stuff. We, no. Oh, look at that. Yeah, we had Ronnie Mack in the house, and uh, he was doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, that's an aerial view. Yeah, that's of, that's the, that's what it looks like. Wow! During race day, all the campers and stuff. Holy so. moly! Yeah. Yep. Looks like fun. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Well, thanks for having. Oh, thank you. Having, thanks, thanks for letting me stop come by in. anytime. Yep. You know you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> he might not be, but you are. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll get him back in closer to the, the Moto Mayhem. Yeah, please. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so that'll be a big Hopefully, you'll be healed up a little bit <laughs> better by now. <laughs> he's already he's i already can't figured, believe your attitude that's so good that's just his throttle hand he don't even need his front brake do you <laughs> <laughs> i got it thank you all right thank you right, appreciate, it. appreciate you all right well our good friend pete wilson's in the house so while we're changing out everything um we will do your labor day weekend weather forecast because i know that everybody's wondering what it's going to be so today very warm uh Partly cloudy skies, highs of 88, lows dipping down to 69. Uh, for tomorrow on Saturday, a little bit of chance of rain. Um, I don't know where all this rain has come from. It wasn't there. Uh, it wasn't there yesterday, but Saturday looks like 40% uh, chance of rain, highs of 83, lows of 68. Sunday, beautiful, highs of 81 and lows of 67, but a 70% chance of rain. And then on your Labor Day Monday, well, we'll just go with 60% chance of rain, but not super hot temperatures, which is fantastic. Uh, highs of 80, lows of 66. And then uh, beginning of your work week on Tuesday, looks like low 80s once again. So not too darn bad. Uh, hopefully we can keep out the rain, Pete Wilson. Okay, well, we might get a little rain this weekend, but I don't think it's going to ruin the weekend. I hope not. Absolutely not. Uh, everybody always kind of looks forward to Labor Day because it's uh, kind of like what I would call a nothing holiday. It's not like there's a lot of events stacked up. It just You can do what you want. You realize that it's the last big weekend of the summer, it even is, though yeah. the calendar says it's actually That's a little right. later. Mentally, so, it is, though. Right. So, uh, you know, it's just a kind of a recreation uh uh, enjoy kickback weekend mm -hmm. realizing that you know the busy fall is coming and behind that old man winter so you gotta have fun yeah. this weekend you gotta have fun yeah this weekend. gotta have fun right exactly okay well we do have a lot of news okay uh we'll be packed with 16 pages of local news in our saturday paper so we urge you if you're not a subscriber to pick one up uh, out of the newsstand or out of the newspaper box but I'll, we'll be telling you about some of the news that will be in that paper and some of the news that we've already reported that we haven't talked about here on television. Okay. And at the top of the list is a story that I'm sure really hasn't been anywhere else. I'll give our associate editor, Philip Buffington, a lot of credit for keeping up with this story and uh, being able to report on it uh, as, a, as a major development has occurred. Mm -hmm. And it is a conviction in a, a just deplorable, horrible child sex trafficking case mm -hmm. that involves Jackson County. And uh, it, this, this just happened earlier in the week. And a man by the name of Larry Dean Porter, age 71 of Wheelersburg, there he is uh, in, you know, the jail togs there. Um, he uh, 
he and uh, nine of his family members and associates were indicted in uh, June 2020 in this child sex trafficking ring, and he is the last person to be convicted. So, you know, we're not using words like alle uh, no, allegation like, anymore. Yeah. We've got a conviction. And uh, this was reported a couple years ago when all the indictments occurred, but I'm going to refresh your memory sure. on exactly what happened. And it is, it's it, it is horrible. It's the kind of thing, you know, you, you see on the cable television stations and you say, oh my God, that's happening in Iowa. That's oh. happening in California. Well, this, right. Or the big city. Right. This, you know? this happened right here in Southeastern Ohio, including uh, an instance, a case in Jackson County, Jackson County got involved as well. Mm. Um, but, uh, what, uh, what, what Mr. Porter did, and he has pled guilty in this case, uh, he was arrested back in, uh, in, uh, March 10th, 2020, uh, by the Jackson County Sheriff's office, arrested down, uh, at McDonald's in Oak Hill. Uh, and it was kind of a, kind of a, a trap type thing because they knew what he had been doing. They set him up and uh, they got him. But uh, what he had done, what what he had done was uh, he, on child sex trafficking, he pays money to have sex and pornography with young, young, very young children. Yes. And in this case, uh, when he was convicted or not, or when he was indicted or caught, he had agreed to pay $80 for a sexual encounter with a seven-year-old girl. And uh, he, after that, was incarcerated. The case, because there were multiple cases with multiple people, it ended up in federal court. Mm -hmm. And one of, the, uh, one of the major advantages of that, I guess, if that's the right word to use, is that the penalties can be higher when it's a federal case as opposed to okay. a local case, plus multiple counties were involved here. But according to court documents, and the FBI was involved in this, it's Child Expo Exploitation Task Force, investigated Porter and other defendants. And he was involved, they say, in sexually abusing both male and female minors with the consent of the minors' parents in exchange for illegal drugs. Uh, these were uh, drug-abused parents who accepted drugs and... For their, their children. Th and, right. And put their children in line for these sex acts and, and pornography. Uh, victims and sources in the ongoing investigation indicate that Porter sexually abused these children and then also produced child pornography on flash drives. And uh, he used extreme messages or methods to conceal this information. He and children produced child pornography that was kept on flash drives. He would give illegal narcotics, including heroin and opioids, to drug-addicted parents in exchange for sexual access to the minor victims and allegedly also often instructed the parents to sexually abuse their own children and recorded those acts and then later used those as blackmail to make sure you know the parents wouldn't go back on him. He was to go to trial in mid-August, but he decided to plead out instead. Uh, so, you know, he has been, uh, he has, he has admitted uh, his crimes. Uh, he could face up to 55 years in prison, according to the That's the, it? the federal statutes. So, well, you're 71 years old, remember. So that's, that's a life sentence. It is. But uh, this comment was made by United States Attorney uh, uh, 
Parker, who was involved in the investigation. Kenneth Parker was involved in the investigation all along. And this is a pretty strong statement, so I'm going to read it. The defendants in this case committed heinous acts against some of the most vulnerable people in our society, young children. The jury properly found that these defendants were guilty of these crimes. Now, each of these defendants, and there's eight or nine of them, uh, will be held accountable for their roles in what he called an atrocious shop child sex trafficking operation. And all of them will face significant time. This story will be on our front page in our Saturday paper. And once again, there were a case or cases in Jackson County, and he was actually arrested mm -hmm. in Jackson County. And he was considered, I remember in our previous story uh, at the time of the arrest, he was considered kind of like the ringleader uh, of this child sex trafficking ring. Wow. So this is true, happened right it's here. Like you can't make Southeastern it up, Ohio so it has and, to be true. In Jackson County. And you know, you hear about the sex trafficking, particularly, you know, with young girls, this involved children. Mm -hmm. And that makes it so much more horrible, yeah. I think. All right, uh, some good news to report. Uh, and this, this uh, has occurred since uh, we were on TV last, and that was a $100 million investment in General Mills. Yep. That is uh, such a great thing because what it'll do, it'll secure the many the employment there, about 1,000 jobs, and it will bring 30 more jobs in addition as well. And remember, all these plants are trying to be as automated as possible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're more efficient. You don't have to hire as many people. So this is big because even with more automation, they are still adding people. Right. And, I mean, these are good-paying jobs at General Mills. And this is uh, this is one of their biggest plants. General Mills is a huge company, and this is one of their biggest plants. And they specialize, of course, in the Fettino pizza Heck and, yeah. and pizza rolls. And uh, they are just a big item, and that is what you know they're gonna they're be so making. They're so good. Their, it is not gonna be. I've talked to Sam Brady uh, and Taylor Step. Taylor Step, Jackson mm -hmm. resident with Ohio SEO, and then of course Sam Brady, uh, the CEO and uh, executive director of the Jackson County Economic Development Partnership. This is not going to involve a physical expansion, but they're going to use existing space that is used for other purposes for more production. Okay, great. So all this will be taking place. Woohoo! More all pizza this rolls. Will be taking place. And, <laughs> and Jackson County, because of General Mills and Bellisio, is one of the top frozen food manufacturing counties in the entire country. Yeah. Can you and believe it? And so, you it? know, we got to eat, right? Right. So, you know, we hope that those jobs are stable. I agree. All right. So that was a, a front page story in our Wednesday paper, also available online. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, uh, another good story, it would appear, uh, on the uh, factory front is that there is a new owner for the Brown Foreman Stave Mill Plant. That is out on uh, Salem Road uh, okay. in Milton Township. You yeah. go uh, off 32 onto 124 and you drive several miles and then you go down Salem Road. Uh, it's maybe about five miles from Wellston, uh, 10 miles from Jackson. Mm -hmm. uh, but back in the boonies there, there is a stave plant that's uh, given yeah. uh, Jackson County 30 to 40 jobs. And like Speyside here in Jackson, it's been pretty successful as yes. far as you know keeping those people working. You just see Speyside because it's right in the middle of town, but Brown Foreman is, Brown Foreman is, there, is out too. there too. Not as many employees, but still there. Yeah. And Brown Foreman, who is based in Louisville, has uh, has uh, sold that plant as well as one in Alabama uh, to the Independent Stave Company, which oh. is based in Georgetown, Kentucky. Now, now okay. they make uh, barrels for spirits. It's kind of sure. like Speyside. Speyside, uh, I believe, is uh, 
bourbon, but independent stave mill, it's for spirits more in general, including wine. Okay. And uh, this is a big business in the state of Kentucky, and this is another oh, yeah. Kentucky-based firm that is doing it, and they do expect to retain all the employees that are out there. Uh, this uh, acquisition is, is expected to close by November the 1st. And okay. so, uh, you know, in this world where jobs come and go and companies make consolidation decisions and they try to be more efficient, have fewer sites, it's always good when, uh, you know, they wouldn't be buying this plan if they didn't have, uh, if they didn't think that it was a good investment. Correct. So that is good news out in Milton Township and for all of Jackson County. That Love story it. will be in our, uh, that story will be in our uh, Saturday paper as well. Okay, one thing that I didn't talk about earlier because we ran out of time, I'm going to mention it now, is that uh, Spectrum announced uh, last week that it's having a major expansion of services mm -hmm. in this area, and that includes Jackson County and Vinton County. Here's a picture of some of the officials from Spectrum and the governmental officials who gathered at the Homestead Country Market near Wellston, mm -hmm. uh, where this announcement was made. And... Uh, this is significant because you know how you know when they talk about what Southeast Ohio needs, better internet service and broadband access yes. is, is at or near the top of the list. Yes, you take it for granted. You know if you're in a place where you have it, but you know you get outside the cities. Yes, and, and like you, me, and it's right, and you're rough. Not, you're not that far out. No, not at all. And you know that's a, a little bit bother to you because you know about the type of service you have just when you're in town. I know. So. Yeah. So this is this is a big deal here. Uh, uh, Jason Stevens, uh, state representative, was there. Uh, you see Brent Stepp. She is a representative for John Eusted, the lieutenant governor. Yes. Uh, but what they announced was that uh, 315 homes and small businesses will be receiving this Internet service, uh, this new Internet service through Spectrum. And Spectrum isn't the only uh, provider that's going to be expanding broadband access because mm -hmm. the government is pumping a lot of grant money and funding to help these companies do the broadband access. If you look at that color-coded map there, the areas that are green there, and it's a lot there. You, you see Jackson County, Vinton County, Ross County, Meigs County, uh, Lawrence County, Gallia County. The green area is where there's going to be that expansion. Mm -hmm. uh, the black area is where it is already. And you can see the green area is much bigger than the black area. And then uh, the white area is where there is no service okay, uh, and nothing planned in the immediate future. Gotcha. So where in that white area are you, Jen? <laughs> Probably right in the middle of it. <laughs> but anyway. You just had to point that out, didn't you, James? A lot of this, a lot of this will be generally east of Jackson and south of Wellston. I know that when we posted this story, a lot of people jumped on and says, well, what about me? You know, well, look at the map. Certainly, you yeah. can call Spectrum. Spectrum would like to have your business, obviously. I'm sure so they I think would. they'll I think they'll communicate with you. But uh, that is a big announcement that occurred uh, last week, uh, and uh, this is something that will be coming here in in through through the rest of this year and into next year, I'm sure. Okay. And then beyond that, it will spread even further. Yeah. So if you Vinton call County, them today, Vinton County services should be a little later. Uh, they didn't have an announcement for Vinton County, but we contacted them because we cover Vinton County, and they said an announcement could be coming in December about the plans for Vinton County. Okay. But the map shows that they'll be expanding there as well. Yeah, and if you call them today um, and they say, well, it's you know not available yet, um, don't lose hope because they're still working on it. So it's possible that you know down the road 
it will be available to you. Right, exactly. Um, I know we know that Horizon uh, is also doing some broadband access expansion as well. Okay. Um, so uh, there was an announcement yesterday or a meeting yesterday at the Buckeye Hills Career Center that involved Lieutenant Governor John Eusted. Okay. Of course, Buckeye Hills Career Superintendent Jamie Nash. We're going to say more about that when, you know, we get together on TV next week. But Alex Shope, our editorial assistant, who, uh, you know, I can send out on anything and he adapts and does a good job. Um, he's written a very good story. We're going to have it posted online and in the print edition later. But uh, in line, uh, this is very anticipatory uh, by Jamie Nash, the superintendent there. Mm -hmm. Isn't he a great guy for the Buckeye Hills oh, Career Center? huge. Very progressive and yeah. forward thinking about how the Career Center can serve students and serve the area. Uh, he is going to he he is going to be at the cutting edge of a broadband training program that will be based at the Buckeye Hills Career Center. It will serve students and adults, and what it will do it will train the students and the adults who enroll in these programs, and it's going to start uh, in January. Uh, it will it will uh, train these students and adults so they can get jobs in the broadband access industry. Uh -huh. And obviously, there should be a lot of openings at, uh, at uh, entities like Spectrum and Horizon sure. and Verizon, et cetera. Uh, but it, it's cool. It, you will be able, you will be, you will be qualified to take those jobs. You'll be ready to, ready to go to work. That's you won't great. have to be trained. So that's once again, aligning education to workforce needs. And yes. you see that more and more of that happening here. All right. And those jobs, by the way, uh, some of the providers said, you know, easily start at $20 an hour. Oh, yeah. So, you know, very good non-college work right there. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Uh, uh, another thing that, that we can talk about uh, will be the uh, Ohio Hill Country Festival. Yes. Now, of course, it starts Wednesday rather than Tuesday. Next week, it's always the week right after Labor Day. Mm -hmm. Labor Day being Monday. So instead of starting on Tuesday, we're going to start on Wednesday. We're going to have everything that we normally would have only packed into one fewer day. Mm -hmm. Wednesday through Saturday next week. We're going to say a whole lot more about that next week uh, when we're on TV, either Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever James uh, wants us to talk about the news. But um, uh, the, um, the theme, we'll tell you that much, is all roads lead to everyone's hometown. Mm -hmm. And the Grand Marshal is going to be Dennis Dupree. Yep. And Dennis, uh, um, just from covering the news for uh, so many years, I know in Wellston, he could be called Mr. Wellston. He has done mm -hmm. a little bit of everything. He's been on the school board for a long time. Yes. He was on city council in the past. He was the city service director. He's been on the fire department forever there, as well as his boys. And uh, he's just a, a, a guy who believes uh, in Wellston and is involved in everything and really cares about Wellston. He is past the age of, of what you would consider retirement, but he still stays very active in things. And I think it would be hard for the Ohilco Society to think of somebody better. But once again, uh, the Ohio Hill Country Festival, of course, the acronym is the Ohilco Festival. Oh, That's what we call I know. it now. It's not the Cole Festival anymore. But all that Wednesday through Saturday um, next week, Queens, two parades, uh, a lot of free entertainment, all that uh, carnival food and rides and, and, yep. and everything. And, you know, it would be hard to probably pick a better week weather-wise than what they have. Because, you know, it's usually not quite as hot as it is yes. for the county fair. 
and it's going to be in advance of really any crappy weather as far as the temperature goes. Right. The rain and things we can't we can't yeah. we can't we can't uh, control that, but uh, it's always a good time down there. And that's a very small group once again that Ohilco Society, a very small core group that makes that mm-hmm. happen. And hats off to them. Yep. Absolutely. And all that once again is next week. We're going to have a lot of pre coverage. Uh, in our Saturday paper, by the way, an cool. overall preview story that Jeremiah Shaver did, got pictures of the royalty and, and everything. And then we'll be having a, a profile of Dennis Dupree next week as well. Uh, one thing we do want to mention because of when things have to uh, when things have to be done as far as entries, the Ohilco Art Show will once again take place at the depot. That is one of the standard events that happens just off the, the midway at the uh, at the Ohilco Festival. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be Wednesday, September 7th through uh, Saturday, September the 10th, hours each day at the depot. But if you want to enter and it's open to anybody, you don't have to have a lot of credentials or whatever. Uh, you mean they'd let us in? They, well, I don't know whether they'd let, I doubt they wouldn't it. let me in. I know that. <laughs> but registration and check-in time for artists is this Sunday, September 4th from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. And uh, uh, the maximum entry size for paintings is 24 inches by 30 inches, in, inches. All entries must be original work, and they do some prizes. And the cost, uh, it's pretty low. It's only $5 per piece uh, for professionals and $3 per piece for amateurs. Okay. So once again, this, is, once again, this isn't something where you've got to be on some roll with artists. You can go enter. All you need is a $5 bill if you're an adult. Heck yeah. All right. Um, the Jackson City Board of Education is about ready to pick a new board member. This is because Robert Bob Kite, who had been elected in the last school board election, uh, stepped down for health reasons recently. Yes. That was effective August the 16th. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Twelve different people came forward and would like to have that position. You're kidding. Which will be through the remainder of the unexpired term, uh, which will be uh, through... Um, 2024, I believe. Yeah. But uh, the um, the people who would like to be uh, on the school board to replace people. right. I'm going to tell you who they are: Ron Aldridge, Butch Cooper, Gene Folden, Brant Kingry, Cameron Knight, Devin Miller, Michael Perkins, Pauline Sheets, George Smalley, better known as Chip, uh-huh. Alice Smith former board member for mm-hmm. a long time, Desiree Swisher and Kimberly White. So okay. how does this happen when, you know, it's not an election and it's in the middle of a term? Well, it's up to the school board. The school uh-huh. board is going to have never two knew meetings. That. They had one. May, they may still be talking right now. They had a meeting at 8 o'clock this morning to kind of look at the applicants there. And they have already scheduled a second follow-up meeting for this Monday at 9 a.m., uh, Superintendent Phil Howard to have them out on Labor Day, and they're going to uh, meet oh, and man. and they may be doing some interviewing okay. as well as you know talking among themselves That's about the applicants. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and, and wow. this of course will probably take place in executive session as it is a personnel thing. However, the vote will be public when it's done, and will likely be done not at one of these special meetings, but at the next regular meeting, which is Tuesday, September the thirteenth. All right, uh, we have no new news to report about the alleged hate crime situation at Vinton County High School. And of course, okay. this was big news in the region and in the Ooh-wee. state as yeah. well as locally. And uh, 
We know that it's under investigation by the sheriff's office. We know the school officials are also uh, reviewing the, the case, but no new information to report on that okay. about uh, the young lady uh, freshman there who was allegedly um, attacked mm -hmm. in a restroom there at the high school. And this has been labeled by her father as a hate crime. Yep. And so uh, a lot of implications there. All right, uh, we do want to tell you, because we talked in the past about the Oak Hill Village Council, uh, the big deal that they've had at recent meetings is regulation of golf carts. They haven't had to regulate them before, but the way the state law works, it's kind of funny. State law allows their golf carts, but if you're in a city or village, they've got to say it's okay. Yeah. You just can't say we're going by the state rules. And so some of the golf cart operators and other low speed utility operators said, you know, you haven't regulated this before. Why do you have to do it now? You know, they were worried about the heavy hand of regulation sure. coming down on them. Whereas the village officials made the point that, you know, it's really illegal for you to ride these uh, low speed vehicles if we don't have an ordinance. So yeah. at the last meeting, they passed an ordinance by a vote of five to one to approve a golf cart ordinance. Other low speed utility vehicles, uh, such as mini trucks and like that, they're going to be included in another ordinance. They're separate ordinances because the speed limits for those type of vehicles are slightly different. But anyway, we do want to say the bottom line is there is now a golf cart ordinance in effect in Oak Hill. Uh, certain safety regulations, you have to do an inspection that's done by the uh, chief of police or whatever. But it, And you have to be, it could be a licensed driver and you have to have a license from the BMV just like you would if you were driving gotcha. a car or a truck. Makes sense. Okay. Also... Um, we want to tell you on the business side that Rocket Pizza has changed hands mm -hmm. in Wellston. Rocket Pizza, of course, uh, had been owned by Nathan Mollahan. He had resurrected this. There is Nathan. There is uh, Nathan's business that he's now sold on Ohio Avenue. Rocket Pizza goes way back in Wellston. Of course, it closed and hadn't been around for 20 years or so. Mm -hmm. And then Nathan Mollahan resurrected it. I understand the business had been pretty good. Uh, he had posted on Facebook, and we have it reported in the paper. It's online now. It will be in the paper in our print edition on Saturday. He had said that, you know, uh, he and his co-owners, uh, just with things going on in their life, they just didn't have time to devote to the business. Two other local people, Keith and Wendy Henry, have stepped up to purchase Rocket Pizza. Their first official day will be Saturday, which is a great day to launch uh uh, a new ownership because that's a high estate Notre Dame day. That's right. <laughs> I think there'll be more pizza consumed that day than, than any other day this weekend. You're not I'm guessing. Kidding. But anyway, once again, a Keith and Wendy Henry, well-known Wellston residents keeping rocket pizza going in Wellston. Okay. And uh, speaking of new businesses or new ownership, the corner pub in Wellston or in Jackson down here in mm -hmm. Jackson uh, had changed hands. Uh, Pete Bopp, had sold it to uh, a triumvirate that includes uh, Jeremy Eisnagel, Ben Higgins, and Mercedes Finley. They had hoped to open last night, but uh, some tables didn't come in when they thought, and so they had to bump it back to September the 8th. But I know a lot of people will be excited mm -hmm. to see some cosmetic changes that have been made at the Corner Pub. And just like Rocket Pizza, that business goes way back mm -hmm. in, uh, that goes a way back years, yes. in, in downtown in uh, downtown Jackson. Well, Red Thompson Jr. has come in, and the reason that we have him here is is that he is the authority about a big business uh, a big business story that happened in MacArthur yesterday. That's right. Fresh news, and uh, Red, if you want to slide on over here, and we're talking 
we're, we're, ta we're talking about we're talking about uh, the. Um, James took your microphone, didn't he? <laughs> okay, well, he didn't, didn't know we were all going to talk at the same time there. <laughs> totally fine. All right. Thank you, James. But uh, we're talking about uh, the new MacArthur Goodwill store. Yes. And training center. And you're talking about a big jump forward for Goodwill and Love MacArthur that. because of this. Because it's a brand new building in a prime location next to the high school. It's bigger. They're going to be able to do much more on the training side with mm -hmm. the disabilities, which is a sidelight of what Goodwill does um, in addition to the retail that more people are familiar with. Correct. But uh, Red, uh, Red was there for the ribbon cutting yesterday. Uh, Red, go ahead and tell us, uh, you saw firsthand uh, the ribbon cutting and also the store. And uh, just from what I was able to read that you wrote and the pictures you took and the video uh, that you also recorded, looks like a really nice thing. Oh, it is for the village. Um, it's out there in, in West MacArthur where the village has been growing steadily since 2012. It, it's a beautiful store. It looks more like a Hex or a Kmart or one of the old-style Walmarts. Uh, it's 12,000 square feet, so it's a pr pretty good building. And got clothes, as Goodwill's is known for, and it also has a lot of toys, some vintage stuff, I don't know if it's historic or reproduction, but it certainly has an old style theme to it. And um, we had a chance to talk to uh, some of the officials, some of the employees. Marvin Jones is the CEO for Southeast Ohio Goodwill, and he spoke to us. And they're really excited about coming into MacArthur in a big way. And it's a high-traffic, high-commercial area right behind the Benton County High School football field. Right there on U.S. Route 50, where yeah. there's been a lot of commercial growth there. Sure and, has. Uh, I believe, mm -hmm. Red, uh, you were uh, good enough to uh, record Marvin talking about uh, talking about his, the new store. I know they're very excited. Our radio guys were up there to do a live remote, a lot of, uh, a lot of promotion here, and, and for a good reason. Let's hear now from uh, Marvin Jones, uh, the CEO of Goodwill, talking about the new facility in MacArthur. Okay, we're here with our Goodwill CEO, Marvin Jones, and uh, you cut the ribbon today on a beautiful new facility in MacArthur. Can you tell us about it? And, and uh, first of all, what you asking to the crowd and all the people out there this morning? Uh, just basically, uh, again, the uh, one of the main reasons we wanted to uh, to build this facility was to be able to serve more people with disabilities and challenges because our, our prior location uh, over on Market Street was very, very small. So we, we've been looking for over two years and we, uh, we found this spot behind Campus Market and worked with the owner, Emma Conway, uh, to purchase it and then with our contractor, uh, Andy Graham, uh, to build this 12,000 square foot facility, 9,000 square feet is for the store and processing area, and 3,000 is for the individuals with disabilities. So uh, again, we've been, uh, been very, very fortunate that the, the people in MacArthur have embraced what we're doing, and I think this is going to be a great addition to uh, to the community here. Okay, can you tell us a little bit about the? Uh, it's a 12,000 square foot building, we understand, and, right. and uh, you must be this retail center 
it's the hottest spot in the county. You must be awful pleased to find property over here. It's very high traffic area here. Very, very much so. As I say, we, we looked around and worked with several people to try to find a really good location. And uh, again, when we uh, came across this, we, we jumped at the chance uh, to do this. And again, yeah, we're just so happy to be able to bring something like this to, uh, to MacArthur. We, we serve eight counties, and uh, Benton County might, might be our smallest, but they're one of our most enthusiastic uh, counties. And uh, you got a lot of different merchandise in here. And tell us a little bit about the trading center next door. What, what kind of activities go on over there? Well, that's, uh, again, that we will work very, very closely with the County Board of Developmental Disabilities uh, to serve individuals and all sorts of things really do go on over there. We're, it's called an adult day services. Uh, it could be uh, something where if, if the individuals really uh, don't, don't want to be involved in activities don't have to be but otherwise we do things where we've got a stove coming in microwave so we can show them uh, how to how to cook things on their own how to make them make them more uh, uh, more independent I guess is the thing and then we also they they take quite a few trips out into the community uh, to visit very various businesses and parks and all sorts of things and we're gonna have a big remote on the radio it sounds like Goodwill is really making a party out of today. Uh, we are. We are. We are so excited, and, and the weather cooperated. It couldn't, couldn't be a more beautiful day. Okay, thank you, Mr. Jones. Thank you. Great job, Red. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, it's uh, MacArthur Mayor Steve Hammond. We talked to him after, uh, after the uh, celebration. He wanted to thank Goodwill for making such a large investment in the village. And hopes that uh, Goodwill will be, become even a bigger part of the community than they have been in the past. So, to welcome Mattis out, and it was a really nice day for the Goodwill and for the MacArthur for a new retailing opportunity. So, what are some of the things uh, read besides clothing that people could find at the uh, new Goodwill there in MacArthur? Well, I noticed there were a lot of toys. So, if you're looking for some uh, toys for your children, it's a Halloween theme right now. A lot of Halloween stuff, toys. Um, I saw some Raggedy Ann dolls. Um, some uh, somebody had some uh, Legos um, and all the uh, construction uh, toys that the kids have. Uh, Lego logs, I think they're called. Um, and that that goes back a while. That was an old. That was an antique. That was back in nineteen seventies or sixties can that someone had. But there was just a lot of nice, there's some furniture, there's some, uh, it looked like some blow-up mattresses that you buy and they inflate themselves if you okay. get gas. Um, and just a lot of neat, neat things that uh, you might want to go look at. Goodwills are a little bit like Odd Lots or, or Ollie's over in Tillicothe. You never know what they might have, mm -hmm. so you if you sure. see it, you better grab it. Yeah, you better get it if you if you want it. <laughs> right, and of course, you know, they do count, like all the Goodwills, uh, on some donations. Because they sure. have new and used stuff, but on, especially on the used stuff, they have a drive through facility there that makes it easier to drop stuff off. Gotcha. That the old place in MacArthur didn't have. But uh, I believe the, the Goodwill Industries uh, in the region is based in Chillicothe. You've got eight counties involved. 
of course, there's a store right here in Jackson that mm-hmm. wasn't built all that long ago. You remember, Jennifer? Oh, yeah. They're on McCarty Lane. Right. That's a very nice uh, facility as well. So congratulations to Goodyear. And Red knows this so well from covering, you know, development in Benton County. Uh, you know how East Main Street and building going toward the south became hot in Jackson 30 yeah, years ago? sure. Well, west of MacArthur on 50 is yep. the hot spot there. And any time that there is a new store or a new development there, it just spurs more. That's right. So uh, good news all the way around. Uh, and Red, I know on a sad note, there's another uh, another piece of news that you want to report from Benton County. Yeah, and this is uh, this is one of the saddest things for me personally and for the village. The fiscal officer, Janie Fannin, who has served the village for a long time, there she is. She unexpectedly passed away at 53 years old. Oh, no. Um, we don't know all the details. Um the mayor, Steve Hammond, believes it was a heart attack. And she was just talking about how busy she was and how much she has to do. So this was totally unexpected. Oh, wow. And apparently she died at home. Um, and she was a great friend to our total media company. She uh, would always keep us informed of things that went on with the police department, with the village. And she was... Uh, now, she was a money counter. If if she told council that they couldn't afford something, they wouldn't buy it. <laughs> they always got her opinion. She loved to tell jokes. She was a 1986 graduate of Benton County High School and uh, just a true public servant. Um, whenever council, they would give her several raises and never even argued about them if, because they wanted to keep her and they felt she did a good job and... Uh, so it's a big loss to the community there and to the village. And we're going to have a tribute column in the Telegram um, about her. She, she did a lot for the uh, town. They bought a lot of vehicles for the police department. She was involved in buying, uh, you know, she worked with the fire department. They're going to replace a vehicle, or they have replaced several, going to replace another one soon. And she was just uh, involved one of those small town people that that makes makes the whole community better, and in this case, she was in charge of the town's money, and that's even a more important uh, important role because like, she was always consulted on big purchases, and like I said, and sometimes she would be creative. Uh, she might say that uh, this item we can buy spend less money for an item that's just as good or maybe we ought to spend some more money for an item that will last twice as long. She used good judgment and she's going to be missed um, by the uh, the Billies and, and we'll have comments from Steve Hammond and some of the council members and, and we're going to do a nice tribute column on her. She, she served the Billies for a long time. All right. Well, Red, thank you for that insight on Janie Fannin. I know you've worked with her for a long time and certainly a person, you know, Jennifer on the fiscal side, those positions are so oh. important, but obviously Janie, much more than a bean counter and a pencil pusher, she was a manager and executive type. That was right. That was her standing. Uh, we're running out of time, so I'm going to tell you about some things real quick this okay. weekend uh, in, uh, in Hamden. There's going to be a uh, bake sale and 
uh, fill the boot that the Hamden Fire Department does. They mm -hmm. do it in conjunction with, remember the Jerry Lewis telephone mm -hmm. that was always on the weekend? Well, this is for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. So all the proceeds uh, from the fill the boot, uh, you know, they'll be out there with the boot accepting donations and the bake sale will go to the Muscular Dystrophy Association. That Good. is 9 a.m. to noon Saturday. Okay. Also on, uh, also on Labor Day, the Wilson American Legion Post will have a Labor Day bean dinner. It will be from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. There'll be sandwiches and desserts for sale as well as the beans. Uh, and there is a cost. I don't have the cost, but I know it's not going to be very much. Okay. All right. That's a good way to feed yourself on Labor Day. Also, um, uh, in conjunction with a national thing, a national cinema day, the Tri-City Theater yep. will be offering all movies, all formats, all showtimes. Uh, for only $3, a bonus price, uh, less than half price, I think, That's for, right. for many people. That's on Saturday, September the 3rd. Tomorrow. And, right. Whoop, and, whoop. and, you know, local ownership here, locally based here in Jackson, that is the Tri-City Theater, Danbury and Chillicothe, and the Silver Screen in Gallipolis. Mm -hmm. So a chance to see yeah. a movie for a cut rate. Uh, also, football. Right? Football Friday night. Run down the games real quickly. The Jackson Army men are making the long trip up the Tri-Valley. We'll be in a car for a long time. Uh -oh. uh, the Army men are playing the Tri-Valley Scotties. I wish I could say it's a sure win, but it's not. Tri-Valley is a perennial playoff team just like Jackson, and we're playing on their field. Game time is 7.30 p.m., not 7 p.m., so the broadcast will be a little later. I think we'll come on the air probably a little bit after 7 because we'll have a long pregame, including the Andy Hall pregame show. Okay. Uh, Minford will be at Wellston tonight. Uh, so the Rockets are back home again. Uh, that game will be a 7 p.m. kickoff, Fox Sports 1330 a.m. and the Companion FM station 105.3 FM. Uh, the Oaks will be on the road for the first time. They're going to be they're going down State Route 93 to play the Rock Hill Redmond. That will be on WCGO 97.7 FM, 7 p.m. kickoff there as well. And the Vinton County Vikings will be looking for their first win. They're going to be playing a tough team coming from Athens County. That's the Trimble Tomcats. That game will be at 7 p.m. on WYRO 98.7 FM. The radio's got you covered for the live broadcast. The Telegram will be covering all those games, and we'll have uh, the information as quick as we can online and, of course, in-depth in Wednesday's print edition. We went over five minutes. Are we in trouble? Uh, you had to talk to James about that. And, and uh, one more thing, Jennifer. Maybe we'll go over six minutes. <laughs> uh, but just real quick. <laughs> promise? Yeah, promise. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it short. Um, remember, all those games are on the Total Media app, and now we have a new service. You can hear the replays of the games. You can hear the uh, anytime you, you would like. Just log into Total Media Radio, and there's links to the, the replays of the game. So if, if you miss them or if you want to listen to them again or your son made a great play, you can go back and, and listen to yep. it again. So That's awesome. That, that, that was worth a minute, Red. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Red, yeah. for pointing that out. You're right. All right. Well, uh, have to get out of here for the day. Don't forget Labor Day weekend. Be very, very safe out on the roads. Um, don't do something stupid. And we will not be here Monday. So be back Tuesday. Um, and that's it. I won't be back Tuesday. Right. Do do yourself a favor and don't labor on Labor Day. Don't labor on Labor Day. Right. Have, have, some, have some soup beans. Watch a football game. Kick back, be with the family. That's right. Or friends. Just chill out. That's And that'll help you in the long run. That's exactly right. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We appreciate you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.